Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We are not, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you. We share your comments and thoughts and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. It's true. But please do remember we are podcast hosts, not experts. We always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. Dory, I'm sorry. I took a sip of my smoothie, which I'm going to talk about in a minute because I have a new, I have a good new smoothie episode. If you want to discuss this, me gulping smoothie on the air, please reach out to us. Our voicemail number and our text message number is 781-591-0390. Or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. 
follow us on Twitter at Forever 35 Pod, on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast. Join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Forever 35 Podcast. The password over there is Serums. And you can sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. There's a new issue going out on Thursday. Hold on to your butts. (laughs) Grab those cheeks. Grab those cheeks. (laughs) Give them a squeeze for us, too. Give your butts some love. You really took that to a place. Sorry. a A different place. I overslept this morning and my alarms weren't set correctly. And that has set the tone for the whole rest of the day so far. Like I'm just kind of in this strange sleep hungover, uh, weird space. I I don't know. You know that feeling where you're like the day starts off weird. And then for the rest of the day, you're like, ooh, kind of operating. Yes. Totally. Yes. So that's where I'm at. So that's why I apologize for drinking my smoothie into the microphone. I just, you know, sometimes I forget again that this is a professional operation and I need to really wake up and, you know, smell the coffee here. How How is your coffee drinking lately, actually? Oh, it's it's a full on, it's a, I don't mean, I don't want to use the term addiction in a, you know, a, a, a mocking, like a, I don't want to trivialize the word addiction or what that means, but it's, I am full on. I can't exist without coffee slash like I start to panic if I'm ever in a situation where I'm not going to be able to have it immediately in the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I other people you. out there feel me on this. I mean, I feel you on this. Um, Henry likes to make my coffee. You've shown me photos of this. <laughs> uh, um, which is like just adorable. We have a Keurig, which like I know is not the most uh, environmentally uh, conscious choice. So I just want to preface that by saying I'm aware. I'm not perfect, Okay. Let's just get that out in the open. Wow. Shocking. Um, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Um, but Henry makes me coffee and it's like really, it's like, it's extremely sweet, I have to say. Well, does he comprehend what he is giving to you? Like, does he ever try to like slurp it down? No, he doesn't. Also, because I have like, I've been really kind of firm about you know, coffee's very hot. It's not safe for you to, you know, take even take the cup off of the coffee maker. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. And I also, like, I feel like the smell is probably not that exciting for him as a almost three-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, coffee is, like... I don't know. As a, as a toddler, you think that smells good? <laughs> I don't. I have one kid who's like been trying to drink it since the day she was born, and another one who's like, oh, get it away. But it's it is it's like when you would like your parents would drink a beer or something, and you'd be like, what is this disgusting? Yes, monstrosity. And, yes, and then, you exactly. Know, later on. Yeah. Well, I I'm traveling, and I had to figure out where I was staying, and like a lot of my hotel consideration was like deeply if i could get coffee like in the lobby instantly like a lot of places will offer that and i'm like genuinely apprehensive about the fact that the hotel i'm staying at doesn't have that do they have coffee in the rooms i can't do a keurig and a 
creamer cup, Dory. I'm very particular now about my coffee. So I I'm, I'm going to seek out like local coffee shops. I'll be staying in like the Lower East Side of Manhattan. So I feel like it's going to be fine. Like I'll be able okay. to find coffee, but I have to like move my body without it. And that's very hard for me. Yeah, I hear you. But, you know, you'll be in New York, so there's going to be coffee, like, literally the second you step outside of Good your hotel. Coffee. Yeah, I mean, one thing I will say that has been illuminating in, in talking to my psychiatrist a lot about this is, like, I definitely use coffee to self-medicate as a stimulant um, mm-hmm. as I deepen my ADHD understanding and medicate myself for it. The coffee serves as a stimulant in a lot of ways. And so that understanding my brain and stuff has been kind of an interesting twist on this whole thing. Mm. Anywho, I am drinking this smoothie, which I did just want to give a shout out. Of course, I found this recipe online and then I can't figure out where I got it. But let me just give you a, a quick recipe rundown because... This has been a real treat for me this week. Is that okay mm-hmm. if I just share yes, it real, right please. quick? Okay. You're going to want frozen mango, one to two cups. This is a very like f- fruit-heavy smoothie. I throw in a whole orange, peeled, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, kale and spinach, and then some almond milk. And I like to toss in some like vanilla and stevia for some flavor and sweetness. And I put in some vital proteins, collagen powder. And then I mix that right up. And that is a very tasty morning smoothie. Mm-hmm. I love a, I like a smoothie. I find them refreshing when it's warm outside. I like getting my vegetables in because I do try to get myself some servings of vegetables every day. I, I, and they're just, it's just a, this one feels kind of just like a nice beachy drink. So there you go. I found this on a website. Ooh. I can't take credit for it, but I cannot find where I, I can't find the link anymore. So I will just assume ownership of this recipe, but please know I did not create it. Um. Well, I'm excited for you. It's really good. And you're not a smoothie drinker, really, are you? You know, I like a smoothie, um, but it's like a lot to me. It just feels like a lot of like labor <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of and like clean up the cleanup I find annoying. Um, and I, yeah, I, yeah, I think I feel like the, the, the investment payoff ratio for me personally is off, which partly was why I liked our old sponsor daily harvest. <laughs> Because they just give you like a smoothie uh-huh. in a cup and you're just sort of like, okay, let's do it. Um, so yeah, if someone like handed me a smoothie, I would be like, ooh, yum, a smoothie, delicious. But I don't want to go through the process of making one. That's just, that's just who I am, Kate. Well, but I hear there is a solution that I'm not sure you're aware of yet, which is to teach Henry how to make this a smoothie so that along with your coffee, we can put him to work over with the oh, blender. I mean, <laughs> exactly the, where a you, three-year-old you joke, but he like fully would. I just, you know, I don't think he's quite ready to operate a Vitamix, but soon, maybe when he's four. <laughs> yeah. Let's let him turn three and then we'll figure this out. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Dora, um, what's well, going on? I'm excited on? for you. Thank you. I appreciate your support. Uh, thank you for bearing with me as I kind of fumble my way through this day. I'm, <clears throat> I will try my best to awaken. Um, but fill me in on what's going on over there because you and I haven't chatted in a while. 
I know. Um, well, you know, as you know, I have a newsletter now called Now We're Talking. Which is quite honestly how you like to say that phrase in spoken conversation, not on the Matt, air. Yeah. Whenever I mention it on Excellent Adventure, Matt makes me re-say it in that manner. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> you sound like a Jesse, Sally Jesse Raphael kind of like 80s. Oh, I need big glasses. Talk show host or like yeah. Jenny. Oh, Who's the Jenny? Now, you can also, you can also, here's another like way to say it. You can also say, now we're talking. Well, that just turned very like sexy. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't mean it that way. I meant it more like <laughs> conspiratorial. All right. Now you we're getting I mean? into it. Okay. Got now it. Got it. Now we're talking. So you've been, um, you've been anyway. putting a lot of work into this baby. I have been. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for seeing me and seeing my labor. Um, yeah, it has been a decent amount of work, but it's been very rewarding in ways that I think I was not like fully anticipating. One of which is like kind of getting me into a scheduled. It is like a writing practice. Yeah. It's, it's just not. It's not what I would have thought of as a quote unquote writing practice, but it is. But it counts. But it counts. And I think that getting into this regular writing zone, I think has like dislodged some other creative juices in my brain. Because is it leading to other inspo? Yes. And I just put that together. And so I don't know. It's just a, it's just an observation. I'm I'm just and I'm just going with it. Interesting. I think that's great. I mean we put so and I think we we hear from listeners about their own creative practices. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to create and to make. And when we don't kind of feel direction in one area, it can just, it can feel, I don't know, not shameful, but like there's something wrong with us. And I do love the idea that other creativity then spawns more creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been kind of like loosely following along with um, past Forever 35 guest, Salika Juad, who is doing like a 100 days of creativity on her Instagram. Mm. And, and she has really been sharing a lot of her creative pursuits. She's currently in the hospital and has been painting and just kind of really like sharing, you know, she's a right. I always think of her as a writer, but she's been sharing, sharing her, visual art. And that's been really moving because I also think sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves a little bit with what we allow ourselves mm-hmm. to do creatively. So mm-hmm. I am, I'm intrigued by this for you. Yeah. And I want so, to know, I want to know what the other thing is that it has kind of inspired. Well, you know, I think I had talked on this podcast about feeling sort of stuck on this book oh. idea that I had. The one that you and I have talked about? Yes. Okay. Very excited. Okay. Um, I've given myself permission to move on from that manuscript. Good for you. Good for you. I've, I've come to the conclusion 
that that manuscript and that story, uh, it was just, it was not serving me. I was not excited about it. And I have another idea now that I feel like is like much more kind of where I'm at. So it's just been, uh, it's been interesting to kind of like roll with that. Well, thank you, newsletter. Thanks, newsletter. Now we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) Slash now we're creating. Um, Am I right? Now we're writing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is what Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert is really about and i think that's i should such, reread that book I, you know i should i actually should too it's such a fantastic book about creativity and she really talks about like letting ideas go like putting them away and putting oh them yes to rest. yes 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 i forgot about that part of that book but yes yeah. you're so right um yeah it's it it felt very freeing to just be like I don't want to work on this anymore and it's not because I'm a quitter mm-hmm. or I like I bail when things get hard it's that like I don't want I don't want to write this anymore and and I have another idea Well this is something I want to talk about at a later date because I was actually thinking about it this morning is just how we are conditioned that qu- the quitting is bad Yes and when actually it's can often be the thing that really serves us totally and and trying to teach my kids that it's okay to quit things yeah and that it doesn't mean like and so i just I, it's hard and it's like all tied yeah. up with perfectionism mm-hmm. and expectations it's, uh, expectations it's very complicated i mean i actually think like we we got into some of this in like a roundabout way in our conversation with last week's guest, Niharika. Um, and yeah, I mean, the other thing that I will say is in my newsletter, when will this be airing? This will be airing Monday. In my newsletter last week, um, you know, every every Tuesday in my newsletter, I do a day in the life. And last week, more the author, pal of Forever 35, um, Maureen Gu did a day in the life, her day in the life. And one thing that like really inspired me about what she wrote is she wrote about how she has a regular, um, like IRL writing group, not one where they like exchange work. They just like go to this one woman's house, like every Wednesday she always like has cake for them. <laughs> um, there's like a group of them and they just do work together. Ugh, and I was like, you know what? I want that. I don't want to join her group, <laughs> to be clear. But I I want that and I want it regularly. I'm very into I think I'm now getting more um I'm seeing the power of the routine. Are you also craving community? And I'm craving community. Well, I would meet once a week to write if you want to talk about this off the air. But also, I'm also happy setting boundaries where we don't do that if that's more preferred for you. Wow, Kate, that is very mature of you to say. I mean, I would love to do it with you. Um, Just, you know, just saying. Um, Get that going. 
but if we do it at your house, you're going to have to make a cake every time. So, you know, <laughs> if that is something that you want to take on, I mean, great, but you've been around me long enough to know that I don't make cakes. I will buy the cake. Well, you're going to have to learn. I mean, nope. that's just, that's just <laughs> the way be, it is. I won't get any writing done. I'll just be baking yeah. and learning <laughs> and how like to bake this, cakes. like shame spiral. <laughs> Tori's waiting for her cake. <laughs> I've got to get the cake done. I'll be like, where's my cake? <laughs> uh, let's, uh. let's talk about this, this craving routine or understanding routine more because I, I would actually love to discuss this. And like, hilariously, I just downloaded a course, uh, called workflow time management and productivity for creatives by Lisa Congdon, who's an artist. And oh, yeah. Creative. I like yeah. her stuff. So clearly that's on my brain as well. So let's okay. discuss. Let's talk offline, as yeah. they say. Um, okay. Well, let us take a break because we have some listeners to get to. Ooh, we've got some interesting questions. Indeed. All right. Be right back. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, Our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. 
It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Well, Dory, this listener very, very much asked a question not knowing that we were going to kind of go off on this tangent, but it really kind of relates. Mm -hmm. They emailed us and said, Hi, Kate and Dory. I was listening to the March 21st mini episode and the listener who called in about their creative practice got me thinking, have you discussed deadlines as self care yet? I know deadlines are usually seen as a negative, but in my own life, most of my forward progress has been motivated by some sort of hard deadline from having to choose a major in college, applying for jobs, running a 5k, making creative projects, etc. I work as a motion graphics designer, but I also make my own short animated films. I've been in a rut lately with my personal creative practice, and I think the main reason is that I don't have a deadline. I wonder if this resonates with other people. In my experience, it's easier to train for a race when you have a race day set in your calendar, and it's easier to stay dedicated to a personal project when you have a film festival deadline, due date for a book, expected newsletter release, etc. Do either of you use deadlines to help your creative practices? Would you be just as productive? without a deadline. What are your thoughts on this? So this is interesting, especially in light of our conversation, as you just said. Um, I am of the belief that any sort of constraint is good for creativity. Mm. So whether that is a deadline or a routine or, you know, having to write a thousand words or having to write a, on a certain subject or, you know what I mean? Like I think any sort of governance you can give your creativity helps. Governance of your creativity. Wow. Creativity governance. I Boundaries, I guess. I love this. Okay. I mean, you and I have discussed, like I have told you how, I always feel so overwhelmed when people are like, you can just write whatever. Right. You need some direction. You need some direction. Like I've had jobs where they've hired me to be like a features writer, which is like amazing. But then you're like, wait, so my beat is like everything. (laughs) (laughs) And when you can choose from everything, it's like you don't. No, you don't have anything almost. Exactly. You know? It's everything and nothing. Yes, that's the that's the phrase. Um so yeah. So I feel like for this listener, maybe the deadline is the constraint that they need to produce whatever creative endeavor they you know, they pursue. I love a deadline, but I actually wanted to recommend to this listener and anyone who's listening, if you haven't listened to our conversation with Gretchen Rubin, she was a guest on the podcast, I think pre-pandemic at this point. So Gretchen Rubin talks about what she calls the four tendencies, which is kind of just a way of dividing up people's personalities and behaviors. And the the way that mine works is that if I, I, I only will like honor a deadline if I if someone else if I'm like someone else is involved and someone else is holding me accountable or like I'm accountable to another person if I just set a deadline for myself I will trot right through that deadline without 
finishing mm-hmm. it. So for I can relate to a lot of what this listener is saying because like, yeah, you have to show like if you sign up for a race, like you know it's going to be there and you know it's going to exist rather than if you say like by March 10th, I'm going to be able to run three miles. Totally. So I, I found the four tendencies to be incredibly helpful in understanding what worked for my brain. Mm-hmm. I'm an obliger. That's what I'm called, the obliger. Mm-hmm. Well, I would love to hear from more people about deadlines, especially outside of like creativity, you know, like, yeah, because totally. we talk about them as a lot as writers, but that's just what we do. Other people mm-hmm. use deadlines in all sorts of ways. Mm. Yeah. You want to read this mm. text? I would love to. Hoping this is still a text number for Forever 35. Oh, it, it is. sure is. Hello. My name is Kate, and I have a daughter in kindergarten. I am a feminist, the breadwinner in my family, and I, and believe that girls need strong, independent role models to counteract systemic misogyny in our culture. I'm struggling, though, with how prevalent heterosexual stereotypes are, even in kindergarten. She comes home talking about loving boys, having crushes, and wanting boys' attention. Does Kate or members of the community have suggestions on what to say to this? How can I discourage this kind of singular focus on capturing the hearts of boys? Ooh, God, this is a complex question. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I have thoughts, but I do not have a child who has gone through kindergarten yet. So I'm curious to hear if they will dovetail with yours. I don't know if I have an answer because the they are this listener is correct, I think, that heterosexual stereotypes are prevalent. They're prevalent from the day a a person is born. Um, and it is ingrained. So I, my thought is you, you personally is making peace with the fact that this is systemic and that what we can do as parents is model behavior, openly talk with our children and also accept that they are going to be on their own journeys and be experiencing things whether we want them to or not. And that is what I have found to be one of the hardest parts of parenting. Um, And I can say as a parent with slightly older elementary school age kids, again, I'm raising them in Los Angeles, California. It's I mean, there's 8 million factors that go into my children's life experiences, right? Um, but I do find them to be much more aware of sexism, heteronormative influences, um, you know, gendering and how prevalent it is and not, and they don't, they are like much more open about things like honoring people's pronouns. It's like modeling, communicating, and also letting go, mm-hmm. you know? And I would say, like, perhaps sh- that your kid is coming home talking about like having crushes, and like it, that's just how she feels, and it's not like being put upon her by society, or or it could also be, but like they, I had crushes, I had crushes on boys in first grade. I had a whole fantasy where I was babysitting, and then 
there was a fire and my crush came and rescued me. And then we kissed on the steps of the house. Again, I was six. Um, but that's what was going on in my brain. I don't know. Dory, I'm going to pass the mic. Okay. Um, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I think your response to things like this can literally just be like, oh, like the end, like, oh, okay. You know, because I think that when you start, you know, we're coming as Kate, I think you alluded to, like, we're coming to this with all of our own kind of baggage. And, you know, like you said, you, you want, you don't want her to be kind of boy crazy for lack of a better term at, at this, especially at this young age and kind of feel like she's already like thinking about the male gaze and all this stuff. But like, I think, like you said, Kate, she is also on her own journey. And so I think the the best you can do as a parent is to just listen and just, you know, she wa- also, I think it's great. She wants to share this with you. Yeah. That's a lovely sign. You know, I think that's really like she trusts you and she's excited and she wants to share something that she's excited about. Um, and so, you know, I think you can just kind of listen and just say, oh, like you could say, tell me about him. I don't think it needs to be, you know, bigger than that. Because I think when you make it bigger than that, then it becomes right now it becomes a sort of uh it it snowballs um and you know maybe maybe she'll have crushes on girls like you know what i mean like they're so young and like they're kind of just figuring out what these words mean and so i don't know it's also with kids like they don't know what they don't know which is exactly a, a phrase like that's taken me a while to understand but it's like they don't yet understand the world that we are living in and all these societal pressures and you know i mean we could go on and on they don't know it yet so we're we're i have sat there with my kids like gripping the table as they talk about something being like oh my god this is terrible mm-hmm. but then it's just kind of like they just move on from it and but what i'm bringing to it is you know 42 years of right yeah lots of fun stuff so yeah, I just think like you're obviously a loving parent and I think your I think your worries are valid. I we get it. I get it as a uh fellow feminist mom. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's intense out there, you know? You have to yeah, go to Target think, and look at heartbreaker t-shirts on boys. Yeah, and like I mean Kate, you said this I think in the very beginning of of your response, but I think the modeling is just so important. Yeah. Like they yeah. really do pick up on everything oh god they do they do i am really known in my family as the person who swears <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it's funny like, i don't even hide it anymore uh anyway again we love hearing thoughts from people so please you know oftentimes we never think of everything in our responses so please fill in the holes for us yeah all right. <sighs> Quickly, Dory, we just got a few text messages about naps that I just wanted to kind of run through and Great. share with people. All right. I'll take the first one. All hail naps. I nap every day for 20 minutes. Thank you, work from home. And now that I'm pregnant, a little longer. 
fashion guru Tan France swears by the 20 minute nap a day. And I agree. Naps forever, but mask never. Um, re naps. I take a nap almost every day. It started after COVID hit and I started working from home and never left the house. It kind of took the place of an afternoon commute. And now my body is like, it's four o'clock. Why are you awake? But my nearly daily nap feels so good and so necessary. But also when I don't nap, my day feels a billion times longer because my naps are like two hours long. We place so much moral value on being awake and waking up early, et cetera, et cetera. And listen, I just don't care about anything anymore. I'm going to go to bed. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) All right. This listener says, I'm Indian and lived in China for a hot minute. And when I realized everyone naps other than the U.S., it was super validating. Love that. Mm. Gosh, definitely <sighs> feel like most of the time I have my American blinders on and I don't realize. Oh, for sure. You know? Yep. Ugh. All right. Well, let's take a break. And when we okay. come back, we're going to switch gears. All right. We'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it, and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed, they combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at OneSkin.co. That's 15% off OneSkin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right. We are back with some voicemails to end things on this podcast. All right. Hey, Cat and Door. It's Julie, your NorCal correspondent. And I'm calling in um, with an unpopular, possibly dissenting opinion that the thong is self-care for me. It's my personal butt care. And the reason why is because, one, I wear super comfortable thongs that always move with me, and they are the seamless ones. You can't have any sort of elastic bands because, yeah, that's going to hurt your crotch, and it's going to give you camel toe. You need a seamless one. And the reason why I prefer a thong is because as a former gymnast, dancer, etc., I like to move. There's not a second in the day where I'm not lifting up my leg or popping my hip. Oh, because I'm 40 now and that hip pop feels so good. You know, I, I'm, I'm dramatic. I'm moving. I'm grooving. And I've got a butt, okay? And if I wear normal underwear, that thing rides up. And that is painful. When you get that creep, that crawl up the ass, there's nothing worse. And so it's like, if I'm going to have a bunch of material crawling up my ass, I might as well have a little tiny bit of seamless material just wedged up there anyway. Anyway. Yes, but care is self-care, and this booty loves the song. Well, that was a definitive answer. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm still processing this. <laughs> I have to say, one of the things that stood out for me, which I definitely bring my own butt bias to this conversation, is that I have like a very flat, underwhelming ass. So... Mm, same, same. Right? Like, when I was in college, guys in my dorm told me I had a pancake ass. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, is, talk about, that is... Talk about uh, heteronormative uh, stereotypes and uh, <laughs> the 90s. Oh, my gosh. I think we were, like, all friends and it was, like, a joke, but it has stuck with me. Yeah. So... I don't have any sort of booty situation. It's not, there's nothing popping off behind my butt, my back. Okay. Well, we have along the same lines, we have one more voicemail. Hey, Kate and Dory. Um, I've called in before about this exact issue, but I feel necessary that it's necessary to do again after listening to the most recent mini episode. Um, to answer Dory's question about who finds thongs more comfortable. The answer is anyone with small fish waist and bigger 
fuller, let's say fuller cheeks. Um, a, a typical underwear rides up into, oh my God, I can't believe I'm like saying this to another person, you know, rides up into the crack and at least with a thong, it's like less material there. Anyways, there's my um, input and yeah, thank you so much for um, really bringing some light to the important issues out there. Okay, bye. That's us bringing light to the important <laughs> issues out there. <laughs> yeah, I we're think shining. When- we're shining light in the cracks. Oh my god, Dory. <laughs> See, that was a good, that was a good wordplay. <laughs> was it though? <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, and also, like, I do just want to say, I am, I'm going to go on a limb. I am proud. I am proud of this community that we've, that we have, you know, helped to create that people do feel comfortable leaving us voicemails about stuff like this. Cause that, you could, totally. the listener was like, yes. Should I say this? Like, it feels weird. Yeah, totally. It does feel weird to talk about this stuff because we've been conditioned never to discuss it. But the more we talk about our butt cracks, the more we're going to understand each other. Amen, <laughs> Kate. Oh, my God. The fact that this is a permanent record of <laughs> we think. It's you ever a think about record that? Of, you ever of think about that? <laughs> It's something. It's yeah. going to exist in, in perpetuity. Are these 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 recordings? So, uh-huh. got to yeah. stand by these words. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Well, well, truly though, thank you, thank you, listeners on the other side of the thong spectrum for weighing in. Yes, all all thongs are welcome here. All right. Well. All right. Thank you all. <laughs> thank you, Dory. <laughs> thank you, Kate. Bye. Bye. Bye.